Welcome to Bad Counsel, where Greg, Jack, and Tim freely give advice to their listeners' questions. So, let's be clear. These three are in no way qualified to be giving any advice. But I'm not so sure they know that. So, take it or leave it. Consider that your disclaimer. Now, on with the show. Well, hello, everybody. I'm happy to be spending a little of your productive time with the three of us. Right, fellas? Uh, I'm Tim, and I'm joined by Jack and Greg this evening. Jack, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Good to see you guys. Beautiful. And Greg, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, as always. Good to be here, guys. And let's get a... We got Katie in the studio, too. I know she's not on mic, but how's Katie doing? She's she's a little bit under the weather, so uh, she's on bed rest and uh, just, just relaxing and chilling. And, and uh, you know, laughing hurts her her lungs and her throat so i told her there'd be no danger she could listen (laughs) she's good you're safe now some people have called us the dad council but i'm not sure i like that or not i mean we're all dads and everything but wait what's jack doing with his microphone the fuck are you doing with your microphone you've already what you there you hear me yeah okay uh, all right what the hell was what nobody's you look like ian anderson and jethro tall (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to mute it because there's all kinds of shit going on in the background here but what's happening you doing a load of laundry (laughs) you just gave princess luna a fresh bowl of kibble and you got a load of laundry and a lot lot of happening it's never a dull moment at jack's house go fuck yourself All right. So listen, guys, I've been working hard on trying to find some interesting nuggets of questions for advice on the internet. And I found a couple I'd like to toss to you, Jack and Greg, and to see what kind of counsel you'd offer up for these folks that are really looking for some help. Okay. Yeah. So the the first one, this one, I had to ask Tammy if she actually sent this in, but the age kind of made sure that it didn't. But uh, the the question is my embarrassing husband. And the question is, my husband and I have been together for seven years, married for two. He is a fantastic conversationalist and a devoted and loving husband. Sounds like a great fucking guy to me. But uh, the the problem is that over the past year, I've definitely noticed my husband becoming more, how do I say this, bizarre. (laughs) Bizarre in a someone's dorky dad kind of way. He's 39 and I'm 30. His behavior is not as weird when we're at home, but whenever we're out, he laughs at his own stories as he's telling him, does awkward little dance moves in public makes weird or childish sound effects in restaurants. And just recently, I er overheard him telling a story Mm. about himself in the third person at a pool party. He never used to be like this. I watch other people looking embarrassed while interacting with him, and it's killing me. How can I bring this up to him uh, up without hurting his feelings? Do I have more of a responsibility to accept this behavior the way it is instead of asking him to change? I do love him, but I'm starting to feel like I can't take him anymore. Well, I'll take a shot at this, and and uh, I think the the key component of that uh, question was at the end, where she states emphatically that she loves him. That's really the problem. This this guy is completely <laughs> at ease and confident in the relationship, so much so that he's letting his real personality come to the fore. Yeah. He's abandoned all pretense of a game or trying to appear cool. And th- so, the bad news for this this uh, questioner is that that's the real person. He is that person. But it's been, it's been seven years, right? So he was on guard for seven years? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe she didn't notice, or maybe it was a gradual thing. But I think what she needs to do is be less kind, you know? Just be, uh, be meaner. 
be keep less them, loving. Keep them guessing. Yeah, keep them insecure. Make them question the relationship. There and I go. think that, uh, you know, that'll bring them back towards center in terms of being cool and socially acceptable. You know, when you... Putting more effort in. Some people put on weight. This guy's uh, obviously, you know, allowing his <laughs> dorky self to to emerge so you know I, I i applaud this this writer i mean she's obviously a loving caring person but maybe she's gone a little bit too far that's my advice jack so knock him down a bit and yeah, make him a little yeah. more insecure so absolutely. that he puts his real self back under covers yeah yeah absolutely okay all right you know what i think that's in true service to the questioner though i you know me i it all is, my sympathies yeah. go into the dorky dad because of course, or the he's not really a dad, I guess, a dorky guy. <laughs> so I'm feeling bad for him. But I, you know, I really admire your professionalism on you know at answering her question. Try this, like you know, tell her, you know, listener, when you when you get um, random text messages from a friend or from a coworker, you know, when when the sound or the alarm or the sight of the message pops up on your screen, look at it pensively, jump up and leave the room for a few minutes. <laughs> Without explanation. <laughs> and then come uh, back and play it off as if nothing has happened. Right. And I bet yep. you that, you know, um, he'll start dressing in a, in a cooler, more fashionable sense. and um, Less door. Yeah. Next time you have to run to the store real quick, just say, I'm going out. Yeah. The other question I came across, uh, I figured, uh, you know, a lot of tattoos with this uh, mm. panel here. So I figured uh, this might be one that you all could, could help answer and, and provide some guidance. So the question is 42 pearls and counting. So the questioner asks, I recently discovered that the unfinished rosary-like tattoo on my boyfriend's back gets one new pearl for every girl he sleeps with or dates. He, quote-unquote, gave me four pearls on his back as a, (laughs) quote-unquote, surprise present for our second year together. Before, I always assumed it was a religious tattoo. He has a lot of tattoos and never asked, but he volunteered info on almost all the others. So when he did the quote-unquote surprise, I thought he was joking and just wanted pearls. I laughed. Then I was incredulous. He's got his sexual and dating history on a rosary on his back. Come on. He took it very badly. Four pearls is the most any girl got, apparently, and won't talk to me until I apologize. We're in our mid-20s and we're good together, but am I wrong to think this is a red flag or do I lack empathy? Well, before we dive into it, one random thought that crossed my mind is this is the most hetero- question related to the catholic church in the last 20 years <laughs> um i don't even know like the number like i don't you know there's some people that keep a list or some people that, that know the <laughs> number of people they were with or um i i have no idea i don't know oh ballpark it for us jack ballpark it for the listeners i <laughs> so is this in support of actually inking your body with it no so no, no, no no kind of like um, uh memento to each their own again but I, no i i think it's kind of weird I, I i think even keeping a, a list is a i don't know for me anyway and, and i know people that do <laughs> it um you know <laughs> uh, or, or count or or whatever what is the scale so four is the most that anyone got um so so she still doesn't know because anybody could have gotten two or three in between right so it's not like each one stands for each person i guess if if somebody got four or is it like first second third base jack you know is it four because they've quote unquote gone all the way you know like if he just has heavy petting with a relationship is that two pearls yeah yeah but still by looking at the pearls you couldn't get you couldn't 
figure out how many people he's been yeah. with because the, there's a rating system. Apparently <laughs> you can get up to four. So, um, yeah. which I, you know, I guess that's nice that he gave her the most, uh, that he's given anyone. I, I would think I would be offended if I were her just to be a part of the group now. You know what I mean? Um, it just yeah, seems yeah. a little weird. I don't know. That's just my, my take on it. Yeah. It's strange. I mean, I wonder how old this kid is, you know, if, if he's got, you know, any kind of game, you know, is, is well, he's his... got 42 pearls. He's got some game. I mean, <laughs> well, that, well, that's what I mean though. But, but if, if he's 25 years old, he's got 42 pearls. Already, oh, then he's got a lot of game. Like, where does it end? Yeah. It's end up like the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> it's going to be going down his legs soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And why a rosary? I mean, that, that doesn't, that's that does the strike part. me yeah. as a, as a, uh, as a Catholic who made it out. You know, like that does strike me as like so bizarre, but so fucking typical of like a of a the illogic of Catholicism. I don't disagree. Yeah, I know what I'll do. I'll use a rosary beads to represent my sexual conquests and my bizarre rating system that I've devised for girls. Uh. So it seems like your advice for this poor listener, or excuse me, your advice Fine. for this uh, poor questioner is uh, get get the hell out. Yeah, find a Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, well, on to the our, our listeners, the folks that really mm. listen to us. Those were pay those are fun and entertaining. Yeah, the ones yeah. that pay the bills. Right. I love it. Yeah, that's right. So this one came in. Uh, the, the question came in through Twitter. We had a lot of Twitter questions this week. Mm. Um, my new husband wants to bring a Ouija board on our honeymoon to Charleston in order to invite a demon into our lives. I just wanted to go on a ghost tour, pub crawl. So my question is, how dangerous do you think Ouija boards are? And also, why does he want to add a demon to our relationship? Well, you know, I, I will go on record as saying that um, I think Ouija boards are a bunch of crap. I mean, are, isn't it manufactured by like Parker Brothers? The same people <laughs> who bought so. you like Hasbro, Stratego and yeah, Battleship? Yeah. yeah. So knowing, know, knowing this person, he's probably just having a little fun and, and trying to, you know, create a little uh, element of danger in the relationship. You know, that, that's my take on it. I think that um, it's possible. It's a possibility. In fact, I think we've given this type of advice already um, that maybe he's interested in some sort of, you know, potential threesome down the line. <laughs> and this is an easy way to, to start to explore it without actually, well, it's just a demon. They can't like, yeah, you know, yeah. actually physically touch us. So, you know, we'll just see how that goes. And then if that's comfortable that we can move on to, you know, physical beings and, and so yeah. on and so forth. So that's probably, you know, sex. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's happened. <laughs> First, we'll include a poltergeist, and then, uh, you know, depending on how we both feel about that, you know, maybe we'll uh, we'll move on to a to a spirit, and then, uh, you know, if we're if we want to get into the lifestyle, then we'll invite a demon. I hear they are they're a blast. <laughs> Sexually, sexually speaking, they're a blast. <laughs> I believe that the demons are more into the um, the BDSM and and such that you know the whole dom sub situation. So that's where you really get weird. Is that how you got started, Jack? I was. I did not start no as a demon or with a demon. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that how you? Was, yeah. A demon taught me everything I know. <laughs> I was a protege. <laughs> <laughs> That's not news. Very, very strange question. Uh, I, I tend to watch a lot of those ghost shows and those. I, I'm interested. It's like UFOs. I, I watch, you know, ancient aliens and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, 
I'm like Fox Motor. I want to believe, uh, and, and there's a and, and I can't say uh, unequivocally that it's impossible those things that it don't exists. exist. Right, right. I, I I think it's within the realm of possibility. I mean, let's face it. If 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 we're going to ascend to heaven and there's an afterlife, why not ghosts and demons? I guess if people believe that, but I've never seen any evidence of it. So I personally would love to stay at a haunted inn or a haunted hotel room. I want proof. And have it, that means (laughs) inviting demons to haunt me or to, you know, take me over, I'm willing to do it. And right now I'll go on air on record as saying that I welcome any demons in the listening audience who wish to possess me. Uh, Go ahead. I'm open to it. You'll regret it. Trust me. You'll, You'll leave. It won't, be any, it won't be any picnic for you <laughs> as a demon. But if you want to, I'm inviting you. I'm opening the door. So the advice is why the hell not, right? If you believe in it, live a little. It's going to be fun. It'll spice up the relationship. Exactly. If you don't believe in it, it'll be a lot of fun. And it is a, an odd request. Did we, did we touch fact on the fact that this is their honeymoon? That is kind of an odd time to bring it, right? Like, hey, it's our honeymoon. Make sure oh, yeah. you bring this, 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 and the Ouija board. It just seems a little bit odd. Well, what else do you do in Charleston? You know, you, you look at <laughs> historical sites, you drink and eat seafood, and, and you go on ghost tours. I would think on your honeymoon. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Maybe you're right. Well, obviously, <laughs> you've got to you got to fill the daytime hours, Jeff. Gotcha. That's, well, all right. Okay. Well, there you go. Some good advice. Uh, we got this on Twitter at Marion C. M A R I O N. Marion Cunningham, Richie Uh-oh. Cunningham's mother. Yeah, Mrs. C. Did not even know that was Richie Cunningham's mom, but I yeah. don't think she's on Twitter. Um, Marion C. Here, and this came through. Help. My roommate won't say why she decorated our dorm room with photos of Ted Bundy. I am freaked out here by her obsession with him. How do I handle this? You know, that's pretty popular, actually. I I have a couple of family members, female family members, who are, quote unquote, into serial killers. And him specifically, he he by far has more female fans uh, than than any of those i mean he was you know he's a good looking guy for a psycho right compared to ed kemper or some of these other um, john wayne but, gacy yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah so i you know it's um i i've it's weird you know i've seen quite a few and, and read quite a bit about it and just the the craziness even when it was going on of of all the you know young girls that were out there and, and you know uh, around the prison and and trying to contact him it's um it is a little nuts that uh, that so many people go so crazy for, you know, all, all the way across the line. I mean, even the, the Ed Kempers have fans, you know. I don't know who Ed Kemper is. Oh, check him out. Yeah, well, But, I mean, here's the good news. And this person, I'm ass- not making any judgments, but I'm assuming if they're living in a college dormitory that they're probably young. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the first good news is that Ted Bundy's dead. <laughs> Can't hurt you, you, you need anymore. Not worry that she's like going to help spring him, or she's going to provide him a place to live after he gets out. A la Love After Lockup, that great reality show. He, he's gone. Wait, know? is that a re- is that real? Yeah, or did you just make that show. up. Oh, no, no. There's a great show. It's called Love After Lockup. And it's uh, it's about uh, just another one about people who develop pen pal relationships with prisoners, mm-hmm. and when they get out, they track their relationship my beautiful wife turned me on to this and the the fascinating element of it is is that uh i'd say almost exclusively the more fucked up person 
in the relationship is always the person on the outside. You know, the prisoners are more the prisoners are more sympathetic than than the people on on the uh, on the outside. That makes sense to me yeah. because again, the person inside is obviously fucked up, but the person on the outside wants that. Like once that as part of their life. So you got to be at least a little fucked up, I would think. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, as a graduate of Florida state university, as someone who would walk by the sorority house that Ted Bundy brutally murdered, uh, mm. two coeds there, I, that it did kind of freak me out a little bit. Somehow something clicked in my head that said, get a new roommate. I, I would have, I would have died for a college roommate who only decorated a <laughs> photos you know, my, my, my fucking guy my roommate wore my clothes stole my food vomited you know in in the trash can that was meant for our homework papers i would have loved a ted bundy fan who was neat and uh quiet and uh you know didn't steal from me okay so we're a little split on this one either yeah, yeah. you know deal with it buck up little millennial uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, right. toughen up buttercup yep. or yep. look, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So, uh, the next one came in, it was interesting. We had kind of a, an interesting theme coming on, uh, at least on a, several of ours hmm. superstitious type stuff, uh, hmm. crazy stuff, murderers, Ouija boards. And this, uh, this came from at returned underscore loom. The question simply was, I ran over a snake yesterday. How many years of bad luck is that? It's bad luck for the snake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't know. I think you're okay. We'll get our crack research staff. Yeah. On that. yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about yeah. running over. I mean, I feel bad. I don't. I don't try to hit animals when I'm driving around. But um, that's a stupid question. Oh, Jack's going on record. What the fuck, guys? Like, come on, we're trying to get people to write in, and you just want to pick on the. I mean, it was a maybe they at thought they, there, at that least there was last, something to that. The last week's questions were st- stupid and interesting. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry. Return Loom just canceled their subscription to our show. There Return, you go. Return. What was it? What was that name? Loom? Return underscore. Returned loom. underscore loom. L O O M. So I guess it's a, presumably like a big weaver, like somebody who's into weaving. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Maybe it's okay that they're not going to listen to us anymore. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we should be I, curating our audience, though, at this point. I, I think that's a friend of Dreamcatcher 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Have you found your limit yet? We did not hear from Dreamcatcher 10,000 uh, this yeah, week. So Good. Good. I th- I'm pretty sure I told them not to write that. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Tito, but we haven't. Yeah. Oh, Tito. At Jamester sent us this on Twitter. There is an unmarked police car following me around. What should I do? Um, stop dealing drugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or the person's wrong and stop doing drugs because you're paranoid. I guess you can be paranoid without doing drugs, right? Yeah, you can be paranoid and right as well. well. You can. Yeah, yeah. Schizophrenia. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, come on, let's help this let's help Jamester out here. Like like I mean, come on, there's an unmarked police car following this poor soul around. Ooh, what about banana in the tailpipe? No, Jack, I, I I want to move away from the sexual question. No, no, that was uh, Beverly Hills cop, <laughs> I believe. That was Eddie Murphy, actually. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about prom. <laughs> So let's help Jamester out here. Yeah, just walk right up uh, or stop in the middle of an intersection, better yet. Briskly, right? You have to briskly walk up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stop in the middle of an intersection when there's nowhere for them to go, when, when there's cars behind them. 
get out and walk right over and demand an explanation. That's what I'd do. Put them on the defensive and film it and send them to film. <laughs> Ooh, run. Like, dri- go drive really fast and see if it actually continues to follow you. Yeah, run red lights. Yeah, yeah, run red, yeah. <laughs> run red lights. <laughs> stop, stop, stop listening to, uh, to normal traffic rules. Like, the departed, they ran a red light. Ooh, a re- yeah, but you run a red light. Re- Ooh, what about a train? Find a train oh, yeah, that's yeah, just that's about good. to cross, and then you jump over, you know, right, right before the train cry, and then they have to slide. And then they stand there pissed off looking through the train and you get, yeah, that's, that's my advice. Get a train, find a train. Yeah. Or like in that movie heat, I guess all my advice comes from the movies, on this subject. <laughs> but like lure them into like an empty parking lot, like go to a stadium parking lot, lure them get... in there and then you'll get a good sight of them. Well, what if they have a gun? I mean, they're the cops. I mean, they're, they're going to just start shooting people. Oh wait. Yeah. It's the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. So what we've got we've got kind of two two lanes here. We've got one is just you know walk right up, film the sucker, just confront them, mm-hmm. or break a number of traffic laws and see what happens if they confront you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess the first question would be before I would embark on any of our chosen paths would be, are you doing something illegal? Because I guess that, that that's a much different, uh, yeah, much different point. response. Confronting the police, if you are in fact engaged in criminal activity, <laughs> might not, right. might you have not a be dead the best body in the right. trunk. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I'm not sure. Uh, I think just something to think about. I Jack, like you just to- took up 20 levels there, but uh, okay, if you have a dead body or you're doing something illegal, I think right. those are. I would run as opposed to to uh, in- encountering the officer at that point. Well, here's another strategy, guys. Maybe just sell your car to a friend, you know, like a, make him a really good deal. With the dead body? We, well, I mean, I don't know if he's a dead body or not, but like <laughs> if the police are tailing Oh, your so vehicle, they'll start tailing him. I maybe gotcha. it's time to trade in your car or sell it to a friend. <laughs> Does it work? That is it that easy? <laughs> just get rid of the vehicle and the I tail don't, goes I, away? I don't know. Jack, I, I'm giving, I'm just giving some ideas here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever you do, I'd say confronting is probably the best bet. Let us know how that goes. You, I want to hear back from. Yes, we haven't, we haven't heard back from anybody yet. So, Jamester, if you're listening. He hasn't asked most people to write back. Well, he's yeah. asked one person each episode. I don't know if that's yeah, his yeah. thing, but he's asked, he yeah, has asked know, one person. Have I? Yeah. I'm waiting to save another marriage. We haven't yet. Um, but you know what? Um, this next question is not going to help us. So this uh, came from uh, Billy Bob Jr. All right. No lie. Uh, <laughs> Billy Bob Jr. is having a midlife crisis, but really mm. need to bring up his game. Okay. I need to find a collection of low-key antics so the people who know me well remain perplexed and concerned about my behavior. They've been waiting for this moment a long time, and I don't want to disappoint them with cliches. It's been three weeks since I've done something that was both stupid and interesting. Help me, please. I think this is a question that deserves some contemplation. Well, okay. I mean, uh, if we're going to go on a scale of things, um, you know, tattoos can be a nice midlife crisis type of thing. 
getting a bizarre tattoo might be the way to go. So you're thinking like a like a Mike Tyson like yeah, tribal like face tattoo. Face tattoo. Yeah, okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could yeah you could you could date a stripper that will that achieves those things as well. You know, bring her to the family gatherings and such. All right, I like how Jack and I both go to like our own personal comfort zone. <laughs> Right? I was like, Jack, this isn't a question about your 20s, okay? It's like we're both uh, kind of going through our own midlife crisis uh, histories and saying, what did we do? Oh, I got a bunch of tattoos. Dated oh, a stripper. Okay. Meth. Yeah, that's good. You know, meth. Oh, my. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It yeah. would achieve those things, I'm just saying. Ooh, become a peeping Tom. You don't hear a lot about peeping Toms anymore. That's a lost art in many ways, I think. That's true. You know, honestly, I, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I, I think like the advent of camera phones, or yeah, phones with cameras, video, yeah, and the ability to just to like send shocking photos to people. That's probably channeled a lot of the energy of your old school peeping toms. That and Pornhub. Ooh, what about joining a cult? Say more about that. What about starting a cult? Would you, yeah, would you start it or join or it? Starting right. a cult, even yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what? So Billy Bob, what type of cult should he start? I mean, the good kind where you get to fuck everyone else's wives. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh Isn't that man. Most of so, them, though, I mean, I think yeah, that's so one this, of the we're not talking like hail Bob. We're we're not talking about the you know wearing Nikes and and drinking the Kool Aid. We're talking about just full on orgies here, right? That is pretty ambitious. I mean, starting a cult seems ambitious. Yeah, joining a cult is much easier. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of starting one, though. I think about if you're talking about getting away from the cliches, you know, buying a uh, a red sports car or starting a cult. I mean, to me, that is far more interesting. It is pretty cool sounding. Yeah. What were you doing yesterday? Oh, I was starting a cult. Yeah. Just go for it, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, Billy Bob. Uh, junior start a cult. Start a cult. I, I think yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. Start a cult. Yeah, and, and maybe get a tattoo as well. You know? Well, that might be part of the ritual. With your of, cult's logo. Yeah, yeah oh, there you go. And yeah. well, I wonder what type of cult should he have? You, uh, obviously copious amounts of sex, right? Maybe a peeping tom cult. <laughs> there you go. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, that is a definitely a strange yep. and interesting uh, cult. Yeah. And you, okay. you have to bring a stripper to join. <laughs> <laughs> and get a sports car. And get a sports car. And, and start calling yourself William Robert. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah, that would probably shock yep. Billy Bob's friends more than anything. Yep. Okay, so the next one came from on phone underscore IRL. I don't know if that has any significance or not. This is Twitter. Indie Racing League. Hmm. It really changed my view of our listeners when I read this. Oh, like I thought, wow, like we are either just so obscure. Well, it's not going to get worse. Or we're penetrating so deeply. I, I just couldn't figure out which. Ooh. If I was a betting man, which would I bet on? I'm going with penetrating. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. I'm a bag of chips in a vending machine at a Google office in Palo Alto, California. At any moment, I can fall and get eaten, but at the same time, I get a lot of scoffs from in-shape people who are there to grab a cliff bar or some shit, so life isn't necessarily valuable. How do I cope? I tell you, our, our listeners, I, I, I must say, even though I find many of them 
frightening. Uh, I, my hat's off to them. They're putting a lot more effort into this podcast than we are for these other questions. Speak know? for yourself, Greg. Uh, yeah, that's true. How do I deal? Uh, gosh, I, I, I can't even begin to to answer that. Um, I actually felt strong empathy for this bag of chips sitting there in the machine yeah, yeah. with all these beautiful people in Palo Alto, California, looking at, at them and, and, and kind of turning up their nose. Like I, I, wonder, I just thought what kind of mm. what flavor chips that is, is it's probably like a lime something, right? It's probably got like lime. It, well, or, it's not healthy. Yeah. Maybe fiery hot. That's probably, you know, I'm going to tell the bag of chips to embrace being a bag of chips. It's kind of like being Tony Montana in that restaurant in Miami <laughs> or being Keith Richards anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> own it. <laughs> fuck those feed Californians, you know, own it. Yeah. You're a bag of chips. <laughs> fuck you. you know? <laughs> no one says, Oh man, that girl is all that in a fucking cliff bar. <laughs> Yeah, I own it. You know? <laughs> there was a little, I mean, there is kind of this kind of macabre, like once they're chosen, it's their death. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, they're, they're, it's, people yeah, are they still turning up be, their yeah. nose. Yeah, 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 it still feels know. bad to not be picked, you know? Well, yes. they can cling to the coils, you know, when you're going to get picked. <laughs> True. And, and, and not True. take that death plunge. Hold, you know? hold, hold. Yeah, yeah. Till the machine starts shaking. Okay, so so basically, in, embrace your chipness. You're all that in a bag yeah, of chips you're, you're, on phone. You're Keith yep. Richards, bro. That's yeah, I love mean. it. Man, this, the internet, everything. How huh? chips even can send uh, notes in. Thank God. Yeah. About time we heard from those <laughs> snacks. <laughs> so the next one came in from Poncherella. at J Bomb Three, and three is spelt out J Bomb Three. Is that significant? Jaeger? I don't know. I'm just sharing this information okay. with you and the listeners. Jaeger Bob. I recently found out that the man I'd been involved with for the last year had not one, not two, but three aliases. It's like I don't even know him. He says it's all in the past, but won't tell me more. <laughs> what the fuck should I do? It's all in the past. <laughs> well, I see, Jack, you don't really believe that line. I mean, even so, of course, it's in the past. It's not the future. That's later. Like the fact that you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, uh, I had sex with your sister, but it's in the past, so it's okay. Um, that's just a, a an interesting uh, a way to get out of something. Three aliases is too many uh, in any situation or circumstance. I don't care what you do or who you're with. That's too many. If if you don't know about all three of them shortly after you guys meet, then you should yeah be scared. Run. Is one okay, Jack? I was wondering the same thing, Greg. Yes, I could. Yeah, yeah I could see one. Yeah, I could. I, I think there's plenty of potential explanations for one alias. One's definitely okay. Yeah, three is definitely not all right. Out. So the two that that's kind of the battle in the middle ground. Is that like when I go to a strip club and they say what's your name and I say Greg? Like that would be an alias, right? Right. Like, okay. All right. Right. Or the girl on stage, Cinnamon. You know, that's that's probably an alias too. Probably. Okay. So so one is passable. (laughs) So one, yeah, one is acceptable. One is three is is definitely not. Two would depend on a a few different things, I guess. You know, 
two would be yeah it's it's kind of that middle ground that uh the gray area so so this guy is what he's either a criminal or he's a spy or he's in like the witness protection program or he's just a dirtbag yeah yeah what yeah i mean again you could have an alias without you know she didn't say she found like passports with you know his his different names on them or anything so yeah i mean he could be a drug dealer right i mean with aliases yeah that's she she's wondering what to do, Tim. Is that what was that what she asked? What should I? Yeah, do? She, it problem? was actually WTF. Should I do? Is what she said. So there's a, it seems like there's an emotional charge yeah. to this. Yeah. Well, I know what to do. Extort him. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, this guy's hiding from somebody. Extort his ass. You, you definitely right. don't want to be in a relationship with him, but get something out of it for your time. I would. Uh, yep. I would threaten to expose him to everybody that you know. Uh, and put his aliases on blast yep. unless he comes clean and or comes with like a, you know, like a new Mazda, something like that. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah, more than three. I mean, I guess you'll never know. There's probably somebody looking for him who would be willing to pay good money to yeah. know. Yeah, like, you might get paid twice. At a particular pizza. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if you happen to let it slip that, hey, we might be at this pizza hut at seven o'clock on Friday. You know, that might be good money for her. I like it. I'm going to go with that. Uh, one or two, okay, but three, definitely a warning flag. No, one, definitely okay. Three, definitely not okay. That two, that, that's, I guess that depends on the circumstance, huh, Jack? <laughs> it certainly does. Great. What Greg is saying is, hey, you know, turn this into a money-making venture for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can get some cash out of this guy, and you can be in the driver's seat. I love it. Literally, those Mazda sixes are nice. Mazda, I was <laughs> thinking of Mazda cool. Miata, but okay, there yeah, you go. They're cute. Yeah, they're cute. <laughs> okay, well, we did get a voicemail. Ooh, ooh, yay, yay! <laughs> this came from Freddie in Atlanta. Oh God, I'm already nervous. People, people, people uh, with names that uh, males with names that end in like E, e. <laughs> like, like you know, Johnny. Mikey. No offense to you personally, Mikey <laughs> or Scotty. No offense to you guys. Come on. Or Dusty. Come on. <laughs> or- <laughs> yeah, Dusty. God, yeah. Our Patreon supporters are laughing their asses off right now, but Jesus, no one else knows what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the voicemail. No disrespect to anybody we just mentioned. All right, Freddie. Hey, this is Freddie from Atlanta. So I went on a Tinder date, and I showed up at the girl's house. And I showed up. She was smoking hot. And uh, she was wearing some sexy-ass lingerie. Uh, she introduced herself and stuff. And then she told me she was being quarantined for COVID-19. She said she didn't necessarily have it, but a couple of her coworkers did. She said she had a boyfriend, but he did not want to see her, and she wanted to have sex now. What would you do? Thanks. Well, I think listeners know what Jack would do. <laughs> Yeah, that, right. There's no question there, right? No question. No question. Uh, but uh, I do want to thank Freddie from Atlanta yeah. for calling in. I mean, thank Absolutely. you. And to know that the great state of Georgia is now represented on bad council. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. No, Freddie, I take it back. I, I like you. And I think that you are socially responsible <laughs> and that this is going to help a lot of people. You know, so I applaud you for your bravery for uh, submitting this question. When I first heard it, I, I, I heard Greg saying, this isn't a fucking hotline. 
So uh, <laughs> we know the decision has already been made, right, for Freddy. Yeah, but yeah. he's gonna need this. He's yeah. gonna need this for future reference. I get the sense. Yeah. But I did have this picture of Freddy standing on the doorstep, dialing our number and putting the question <laughs> in. Before. Before he stepped over the threshold, yeah. So first of all, Freddie, hopefully we get you to, to call back and tell us wh- what you decided. <laughs> I try, I keep a uh, thermometer and a uh, an extended uh, Q-tip on me at all times. And penicillin, don't you? Yeah. You keep penicillin with you, don't you? In it's in the medicine cabinet right behind him in the studio there, Greg. Yes, yeah, absolutely, it, yes. That's, and that's right. what you got in that insulated fanny pack you wear every day. <laughs> Just keep pumping it through. <laughs> Anything I come in contact with, it kills it immediately. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Jack, I, I'll defer to you on this, but I, th- I think we all know what you were going to say. But <laughs> I, I would say that when you're showing up to a random stranger's house, like on a Tinder situation, that COVID is probably one of the least vicious <laughs> things that you can acquire. <laughs> You know, potentially. Honestly. I seriously, uh, I'm like at that point, From a yes. range of other diseases to, like, assault. Yep. Um, I, I think that COVID is probably in the... Down the line. I can deal with this. Yeah, I can yeah. deal with this type of uh, situations. So it sounds like the two of you are in unison that, you know, yeah, all right, just go for it, right? Just you're go there. for it. Yeah, yeah you're, you're already there. Already. Yep. All right. You yep. invested that and, gas And one. he said she was smoking <laughs> hot already. So yeah. you've invested the gas money. I mean, does that does he mean like temperature wise? Like did she offer oh, a temperature check? See, that's a good point. She was smoking hot. She yeah. had a fever of 103. Should I be <laughs> Check it and see. That's uh, 70s lyrics aren't gonna help you in the days of COVID. Yes. Um all right. So uh there you go, Freddie. Just you know, we probably Jack knows you went through the door, but uh that's right. you know. Wrap it and tap it. Oh, words of wisdom from Jack. Okay, so we got an email. This one was called, we got a couple. This one, the first one was called Home Away From Home. Two and a half years ago, I was in dire financial straits. I sold my home to keep my struggling business afloat, but I neglected to tell the owners about one key thing. They have an 800 square foot bunker in the property that I built about seven years ago. The bunker that I've called home since I sold it. The entrance to it is so well hidden, but I still come and go very early, very late in the day. I'm a single man who keeps to himself. God, I love our listeners. I'm now in a situation where I could move somewhere else or buy back my home, but I love this hidden paradise so much. Hmm. What advice do you have on how to get them to sell it back to me? This one's so obvious. It's painful. What? I mean, honestly, we were we were talking about hauntings earlier, <laughs> right? This yeah. guy has like you know, this is like right out of a Scooby Doo episode. Right. Like, this guy could like those darn kids. Yeah, I mean, he could do like it make it seem like this place is haunted. True. Show up one day unannounced in a disheveled way and just say, "Hey, you know what? I've it's been weighing on my conscience. I should have disclosed to you that." You know, the reason I really left was all these weird things that were happening and then start making that shit happen, you know, from the safety of your little bunker. All right. So let's let's go a little deeper because I think that's great. I think we should go with it. What does he do? You know, the assumption is if it's if he's built a bunker on the property, then the assumption is they're out there a little bit, uh, uh, you know, right. It's not like a, a sub, you know, suburbia. 
Um, you're not going to build a bunker in your backyard of right. He probably lives in your town, Jack. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, first of all, I, I completely understand. I, I, yeah, no, I like this guy. I get it. My advice is is <laughs> stay with it. What's the problem? Just keep you know you're not paying rent. Like keep it going. I mean, make yourself a couple extra. You know, uh, build an extension under there. You know, at, at this point, <laughs> fuck it. Um, you know, I guess it's tough to bring girls home to a bunker in the ground uh, outside. His of question was house. very specifically he wants the house back he does so how, how yeah. does he go about the haunting well he doesn't want to damage the house because he wants to go back in there right and, okay. and does I, he he said my, he likes having the he likes it where he's at though i know he wants the house back but maybe just to get them away he wants both. Yeah, but if you own a house then you can't justify going and hanging out in a bunker well they did in greece that was their big, big makeout spot. But anyway, but like I would never even just advocate hurting animals. So like my initial thought, I have to admit, was kill a few local animals and leave them on the porch. But that's not the right thing. That's not the right thing. That's not the right so thing. So I, I take that back. But what I would do is like find some dead animals no no like remember blair witch project when there was all those yeah, yeah. strange stick sculptures stick yeah, in the yeah. trees mm-hmm. or little mini crop circles or you know or just start like moving shit get some masks and pop up in the windows at night you know you can just you know have yeah, crazy scary well, werewolf risky. masks oh yeah that's you get shot i presume yeah it's gonna say exactly those country folk they like to pack some Boy, heat so i i would uh like fuck with their lawn furniture siphon out all the oil out of their lawnmower you know just fuck with them you know in, in ways like that move the scarecrow yeah, yeah yeah like burning like little brush fires and shit like that like well, you know you know burn the place down safely executed jack safety first obviously <laughs> get the <laughs> but, fire department uh, out there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that that's what I would do. Like uh maybe uh mess with the septic tank system. I like it. I like the hunt. I like the the ghost uh concept. That's not bad actually. Maybe like a like a poltergeist movie type scenario. I'm I'm, I'm reaching into a lot of movies for advice tonight, folks. All but, night. Yeah. But like, you know, this seems like a victimless crime. Find an old <laughs> cemetery and dig up some old bodies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know, put them under a big pile of brush, See, you know, and, and just you somewhere where they're likely to stumble across them, <laughs> and be like, you know what? I think that there was a, you know, some sort of burial ground here, and that's why it's haunted. <laughs> that's a thing. I mean, I mean, like I'm talking like old tombs. Like no, nobody's visited these tombs in a long time. You know, <laughs> who cares? Make sure they're like great grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, rent a bunch of old horror movies, uh, figure out what was scary, and then go ahead and recreate it on the property. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Scooby-Doo, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> Scooby-Doo, and you can buy it back for cheap. You're welcome. Yes, all right, we, good advice. We expect invitations to the housewarming party. You know, I, if we ever had a, a, a gathering with our listeners, like oh, it boy. just would be fascinating, right? I mean, the fact that we got an email like and- this, was it just blew me away. No fucking way I'm, I'm showing up to a room with any of these maniacs. <laughs> I was going to say, it should, it should happen in a bunker, too. I think that's yeah, yeah, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we got another one. This was, uh, this was more theoretical, but I liked it. And so I, I brought it into the show. Uh, this was an email that came in. It, it, the title was Baddest MF Ever. I was like, <laughs> all right, what's up with this? So if you could choose just one fictional character of all time to represent you in a Hunger Games slash Battle Royale slash Running Man fight to the death type event, 
who would you choose and why? Does um, Chuck Norris count as a fictional character? Ooh. Oh, I like it. Yes. I, I would say so, right? I think at this point, yeah, he's just he's become as much a fictional character as he has, you know, is a an actual yeah. I, I'm going fictional I like Chuck character Norris. based on a flesh and bones person. Yes. Yeah. 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 What about Noah? You know. Wow, you're getting quite quite old well, testament. I mean, I'm just thinking, like he, he he built an ark all by himself. He did. He somehow managed to round up male and female of every freaking animal. And he shoved him into that ark. You know what I mean? And that couldn't have been easy with like some of those predators. That's going to help him survive in the Hunger Games. He rounded up apex predators and put there them was, on a Yeah, boat. that's a good point. There was a lot of You animals. know what I mean? So yeah. he could handle some shit. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That is true. I'll give you that. You know I have, uh, obviously, an obsession with Keanu Reeves. And I, so I immediately thought of John Wick. Like, in my opinion, oh, John Wick that's good. would be the guy that would John end up Wick coming out of Battle Royale, Hunger yeah. Games, Running Man, on top, yeah. bar none. I'm going with John. I'm going to change my answer to John okay. Wick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm scanning my mind, and nothing kind of is coming to it that is better than that. Yeah. Who can kick John Wick's ass is the question. No one. Yeah, John no, Wick. He's a, he's a badass. Get a badass. The Mandalorian. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. John Wick is the winner. So got got a couple more um, uh, Twitter direct messages. Oh, this one, the 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 person who sent it to me, he asked specifically to have his name withheld. But but <laughs> but when when I read his question, I thought. I I don't get you, but uh, so here we go. So the name withheld. Everyone's names are withheld. Their email addresses. Well, this is Twitter. Yeah, Twitter address. Okay. So, okay. Uh, but here's the question. So my girlfriend keeps sending me text with uh, that end with basically put it on there, but it's a it's a sad emoji face with big eyes that look like they're ready to cry. Oh yeah, I've seen. That um, okay, I don't know what it <laughs> means. Why is she so sad? And the bonus advice question is, I've asked my wife why my girlfriend seems so sad. (laughs) Come on, listeners. (laughs) All right. Dispensed by Greg on that one. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, nobody who's uh, smart enough to use Twitter would ever (laughs) ask that question. And that's a low bar, by the uh, way. I was going to say, yeah, you haven't really spent a lot that's of time on bar. Twitter. Yeah, I'm spending more time on Twitter than I ever wanted to. No, no, no. I, no, I, I believe me. It, it's a low horrible. bar. Yeah. Yes. All right. So the, the last question we got came through Twitter, uh, mm. and it was from at Pure White 2. Oh, no. Um, I was going to name I my dog that. I thought of Greg when I thought of this <laughs> of the last five episodes. At Pure White uh, 2. It's uh, like a so supremacist. At Pure yeah. White 2 uh, oh. said... Uh, how can I cleanse my soul after having dirty thoughts? Oh, geez. Okay. See, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> after every podcast. <laughs> no, no. I'm, 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 I'm right. hearkening back to my to my my youth and, and like when I was still under the the spell of the Catholic Church, and I would beat myself up for any nor- what I now know is a normal human thought. I would lie awake at night apologizing to God. You know, for for the bad things that I thought. But pure white too isn't asking what you know prepubescent Greg would would do. Mm-hmm. This person seems like generally, how can I cleanse my soul after having dirty thoughts? I, you know, I think 
become a Patreon supporter would be good. Stuff. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm just, is that something that, that like really happens? No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Like, uh, like do people actually, well, I don't know if they cleanse their souls, but I mean, don't you? Did you see his face, Greg? Like he generally yeah. is like looking at us for for affirmation. Like people really need to cleanse after a dirty thing, right, exactly. Like never, not even as a child. Like you just like a no point, even at church. Like I just I don't know. I used to worry about, I, I used to worry about that shit. Honestly, I did. I, I worried about that I was going to go to hell, that I was somehow abnormal, that all the things that the all the relationship advice that the priests and nuns were doling out had to be credible. And, but yet, you know, I was still having these contradictory thoughts, you know? Uh, yeah. I used to feel bad about that shit. I guess it's all ro- relative, right? I guess like my, what I would consider a dirty thought is probably <laughs> a little past what Greg would. <laughs> yeah. Right? I think that's fair to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You're well beyond us here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. Right. I think that's fair to say. So there's some relativity to this, right? So establish, right. establish what an actual dirty thought is, right? Right. Would be the first. Well, yeah. you know, so if this guy, if that's his thing or this gal, that's her thing, like, uh, what the church would say is go and confess, go tell a priest, go tell somebody mm. that you've had these bad thoughts and then you'll be forgiven. And that's, that's your act of, con- do some acts of contrition. That's the uh, prescribed methodology that uh, I-, I was first armed with. You know, it doesn't work for everybody, but if it works for you, God bless. Can you call yourself like a priest without like, is there some sort of like process that you have to go through to actually be a priest? Because yeah, I-, I think, oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Depending on the church. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you could just jump in there, but um, <laughs> a new business idea. No, they have schools for those, Jack. I think that um, virtual priest is probably going to be a, a hot new idea, right? What if you could just like log on real quick on an app and then just, you know, pay your penance that way. That way you don't have to physically go to church and especially, you know, with the whole, you know, COVID world that we're that in That is now. interesting. Uh, and that actually is worth looking up. I wonder if priests are taking confession like via virtually Skype. yeah that's right <laughs> seriously yeah I've, I've had a couple of doctor's appointments yeah. that way you know what i mean yeah yeah for okay. my penicillin <laughs> so yeah okay so that that's <laughs> probably the best and most uh you know in your wheelhouse answer listener listener is that uh, do some acts of contrition whether that's go and confess your sins or you do some things that in your worldview are redeeming and that you know that that uh, will cancel out the bad or yeah just loosen up like there's there's it's just thoughts like I yeah mean, that's true and and you know again it's not like they said bad thoughts not like they're they're thinking about impure murdering their their neighbor the impure yeah dirty there's no dirty. like what the hell yeah what's the problem like i don't, I don't know of such a thing like so chill. don't don't hurt yourself don't don't like yeah. you know, flog yourself with a cat yeah. of nine tails like just uh just uh, do some kind you know what jump on here do this jump on Pornhub. <laughs> and just read the categories and you'll feel much better about whatever thoughts you're having. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. Well, okay, listen so. to like a Rick James album. <laughs> you could do both at the same time. You yeah, could listen to Rick James and jump on Pornhub that's right. and it'll reset that, your, what your vision of a dirty thought is, right? Yeah. That might be our best advice. Making sure you understand from a relative standpoint what a dirty thought actually is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Correct. Or shove a pencil in your ear. Yeah. Oh, God. Get, get those thoughts out of there. <laughs> That's an ice pick.
That's how yeah. they that's how they did it back yeah, in the yeah, day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. No, please don't. Listeners, don't yeah. stick pencils in your ears. I don't know where Greg's coming in with that one, but okay. is from the psychiatry back in the, you know, ice picks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Everybody did well, it. This has been uh this Rashid. has been a, a str- <laughs> This has been a very interesting show tonight, fellas. I really appreciate you taking us on this journey. Thank you very much. Glad This was good. I think we dispensed a plenty of bad advice, bad counsel. That we did. uh, All the way through. Uh, But it is good seeing you, uh, each of you. I was really looking forward to seeing you tonight. And I hope you're both doing well. And I hope Katie feels better soon. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Love you, too, man. Peace out. Be good, fellas. Adios. Bye-bye. Great t-shirt, Greg. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.